0: welcome to the third culture podcast a podcast by two third culture kids i'm faith and i'm krista and here we go with this episode this is the one with all the questions all the questions in the world not not all the questions in the world but several questions a couple questions you guys asked us some questions on our instagram regarding friendship and loving Jesus, so we wanted to go through that because we couldn't think of an ideal subject for this particular episode, so we figured we'll just talk directly with you indirectly through your questions. What's happening right now in our world today, Krista? All
1: right, well, we are still in this pandemic, and I think everyone is kind of ready for it to be over. It's crazy. I know. it. This year feels like 20 years, but also 20 minutes. <laughs> it's the weirdest. Is It's kind of the weirdest time thing. Yeah. It feels like we're still in March. Yeah. Me. We don't know where April went. April doesn't exist in my brain. Or summer. <laughs> I know. People are like, it's the end of summer. I'm like, wait, we had a summer? <laughs>
0: what, what is summer?
1: Yeah, so that's that's been very interesting. And then for me, being... Canadian Mm. and the elections being around the corner. Hello, that's also strange for me. I'm learning a lot of Mm. things about American
0: elections. Yes, Yes. yeah, just governmental things. U.S. government. Yeah,
1: and that's. I mean, one day when I become a citizen, I'm sure all this knowledge is going to come to become useful for my exam.
0: maybe well you'll you'll know more than most americans because we don't know how things work
1: i was like okay cool so this functions this way and then this does this awesome great yeah i will become a national national through all the knowledge i've learned
0: yes thanks to hamilton <laughs> yeah. thank you alexander hamilton thank you a.k.a lin-manuel, Lin-Manuel miranda, miranda. Thank you for the history lessons via Disney+. Plus. We are not sponsored, but if Disney+, Plus, if you want to sponsor us, we'd be so blessed. I'm down. <laughs> so far, we only have one sponsor. So you may actually hear the ad that I recorded, and it's <laughs> going to be really weird hearing. Yeah, it's it's been great. So thank you for sticking around, even though we have one ad. Even that one ad is enough for, you know, gas money. So thank you. <laughs> yeah (laughs) thank you anchor.fm oh um yeah a lot of civil unrest especially uh regarding racial injustices Mm -hmm. which has been insane because it's never not been a thing an underlying thing in our nation and the pandemic has taught if it has taught us anything that um when we're left to our own devices there's there comes a point where there's no way to run from the truth that this is a reality for people of color, specifically our Black brothers and sisters. So I think it's been a very eye-opening time of confession, lament, sorrowing, desiring justice to be had. In the church, a much-needed conversation Mm. has finally surfaced. And because of the pandemic and no one can run away from it, or distract ourselves with more events. We have we've had to face the evil and the demonic presence of racism and in, in a lot of our American churches. So it's been ugh, so fruitful, painful, right, uh, tense. But God's been really moving in His church.
1: Everywhere you look, there's a, a, a new detail or news or men and women on the streets protesting and and then as a believer with the desire to understand and to gain wisdom and to to learn and to listen and mm-hmm. to grow compassion and to grow in love and to grow in grace in all of these things you can't help but you know cry out to the lord and then you look over whether that be on a pew and you look and you you see a brother or sister within the church who are kind of going through the exact same thing because they're seeing the same thing that you're seeing and they're as saturated with information as you are. And the Lord for whatever reason, you know, and and we have to even trust in how he's permitting and ordaining times like this and conversations like this to be had within his church. We get to now learn together and grow in grace together. And um it's been really really interesting to see how the lord desires to be in the midst of it you know yeah. and and um and to even see him want to kind of point back to himself yeah in the midst of it so yeah within our church the church that we both serve at we've had some uncomfortable conversations we've had some tears that were shed publicly you know and but we I think it was very necessary for us to do that and then now we're now we're like okay how do we now kind of lead our church those people who are technically under us kind of to lead them into this into this uh place to lament Mm -hmm. to even acknowledge you know potentially open up conversations of self-evaluation yeah um not easy by the way no. like even for me i've had if i'm going to be very honest like I've, I've had personal moments where i had to confess like lord i'm not exempt from having this kind of hatred or this kind of bias or prejudice mm-hmm. towards anybody and yeah. i'm a person of color i'm a woman i'm a brown woman you yeah. know and and i am not exempt from this and so even that i had had to really just be like Lord even myself I need you to help me grow in this I need to grow in your grace in this I need to grow in confession Mm -hmm. in this you know and so that's been really interesting and I think for me at least for me what I've seen personally I can't really encourage other people to step into that place if I'm not willing to step into that place personally Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's like a big thing that I'm trying to encourage other people like, Hey, like I understand that you are advocating for these things, but are you stepping into the same mm. position as what you've called other people into as yeah.
0: well? You have to deal with it and uh, acknowledge the deep wound that a lot of people carry or a lot of people have experienced, you know, you have to step into that hurt. And I think about Christ who does that. He steps down into our dirt Whatever that is, being sinned against, where you experience discrimination and prejudice, or you're the one doing it, right? Like Christ is willing to step into both of those spheres, whether you're the one doing it or the one receiving it, and He wants to heal those wounds mm-hmm. and even absolve you. But of course, there's a lot of a lot of consequences for the words that we say and the actions that we don't realize we're doing microaggressions that we experience or even unknowingly or knowingly give off. Those are things we need to take inventory of. That's why the psalmist always says, you know, I want to examine myself. Lord, search me and know me if there's anything within me, any wicked way within me. Bring those things to light. And that's that's what's happening. And it's good. It's good. The tension is good because that only means that our hearts are crying out for something more. Our hearts are crying out for justice because we know that there this can't be correct That is not correct like there's got to be a a new heaven a new earth that we're we're striving towards and mm. and I think about how how people who don't have Christ or just deny him being a thing and being a person and being a king and how they want to head towards that utopia of like injustice shouldn't be a thing that's correct that is a god-given desire but without christ like how are we going to get there there's no way for healing to happen personally there's no way for healing to happen corporately or in a community without like actual spiritual renewal and that needs to happen and it makes me sad when people deny the realities of racial injustice and even how it's been embedded in the American church, but not just the American church. I know we, like, light the American church on fire and, like, you know, scream out about, you know, the weirdness of the American gospel, but globally, you and I have lived in other places. We've been a part of the Christian church in other places, and and just even outside of the church and living somewhere else, there's so much, there's racism everywhere. If you're different than me, I, I hate you. <laughs> you know, that's just... that's. A real thing. That is a thing. And, you know, Americans aren't worse or better at it. We're all just sinful man in need of Jesus. And we're heading towards a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And whatever we're trying to build without him is shakable. How would we even dare build something? Like, we tried. That's why we came and made America. (laughs) Shout out to Hamilton. Like, we tried to to build a country. But... no no one can build like even Rome was taken down and it's like ugh, we need Christ like there's got to be another kingdom and it's not here right. like Christ himself said to Pilate hey I'm a am a king yeah but I, my kingdom's not here
1: right it's been really interesting because like I know for me I kind of i I think a lot about these things and You can't help it. Again, you're stuck at home or Mm -hmm. you can't do what you normally could do. And so you're facing all these things at face value. And you start to realize, like, yes, these are hard things. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes it gets to that place. Like, even for me, even as a person who is rooted in the hope of Christ, it seems like such a hopeless situation. You're just like, this feels so hopeless. But I was reading in Matthew 19 because that the the very commonly used verse with man it is impossible with god all things are possible Mm -hmm. and i was reading that and then i just started to kind of look into it a little bit deeper and impossible that word literally means without strength Wow. and i'm just kind of like okay so with man there is no strength and then i started to realize i'm like lord like racism is a hard issue to completely redeem and solve so is hunger so is sex trafficking so is the issue of abortion like all these things are hard things but Christ has done the hardest things the hardest thing which is to bring dead people to to be alive again like that is the most impossible thing and I'm like okay if you did the most impossible thing and you've accomplished the most impossible thing then I have to logically think that these other things That isn't bringing someone dead back to life. It could be done, but only through Christ. Yes. You know, and I think about this rich young ruler and I'm like, Lord, I identify with this man because... He did. He was hoping that his resources, maybe his intellect, maybe what he had in this particular case, his possessions. But for us, it might not be possessions. We might be hecka poor like us, you know. Mm -hmm. But it it can be like, oh, I have resources. I have a pull on social media. I have a Mm. platform. I have an intellectual, you know, advantage because I went to school and I have a doctorate or whatever it may be. If you still come with these things and you're trying to resolve all these things with just that. Christ just straight up says it is impossible. You have no, none of those things have strength Mm -mm. in the midst of this, but I do. Yeah. I've already brought dead things to life and therefore I can, I can redeem this. I can make these things new. And in my head, I'm like, I'm stuck in that, you know, like even I had to take that word and be like, I am presenting my resources. And then I look on social media and then I'm seeing it everywhere. It's just, everyone's like, well, I have a platform or, my intellect or my, my something is going to fix all of this. And in my head, I'm like, I have to go back to just that word. There's no strength there. No. You know, like it's, if you, there is, it's so limited. It's so limited and you're going to run out of it. And then that's yep. where hopelessness legitimately makes its home. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, Lord, like we, like what you said, like with all of these things happening, I don't think my heart has cried out for his kingdom more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm and and again, like I know some people have called it a cop out to just be like, I'll pray over that or I'll bring that to Christ that to me, that is the strongest thing that I could do. It's <laughs> the only thing, That's that, the I only can thing do. that I could do. Like, yeah, I'll advocate for it. And yes, I will have conversations with people, but it doesn't negate the fact that I will still bring it to the most powerful yes. thing that I know. Yeah which is Christ.
0: All we know is that one day Christ will make all things new that there's going to be this new heaven and new earth and all these things. And as much as sometimes Christians can come across like cynics where we're like, well, everyone's evil. So obviously the world (laughs) is on fire because we're evil. It's like, and we just love killing, you know, and, and destruction and all these things. But, but all that to say, like, that helplessness, when we get to that point of helplessness, yeah, that's where we can cry out. And that's where Christ comes running. If not, he's, like, already there. He's like, hi. <laughs> Been here this whole time. Been here this whole time. I literally hold your atoms together. Like, <laughs> like there's Christ just right. holding all things together. That's why I love Hebrews. Like, he is going to make all things new. And every injustice, every hopeless turn of history right. <laughs> just points to that and our, our longing for that and that is eternity in our hearts mm-hmm. it's just massive gaping <laughs> hole. hole of chasm there's gotta be more and there, there is and it's yes. jesus yeah <laughs> So if you want to know more about how we've seen hope in the church when it comes to this conversation, go to Calvary Chapel Global Network and their leadership statement on racism is incredible. You can sign it. It's just a beautiful statement that acknowledges and confesses the demonic evil that is racism that has made its way into many of our churches, confesses that. So that we can like address it. And it has scripture for why Christ has called us to something better and why these things are evil. Why these things, even though we may not consciously like act racist, like there are, we do need to repent of a lot of stuff. But the statement also is a bomb for those who've ever felt Hurt by the church in this area. I know there there have been times where I've experienced this in like a light ways, not in my current church, but just in the past in general, being a Christian. Where in in America that you we've experienced, even in the Middle East, actually (laughs) experienced a lot of discrimination and racism there too. But it's a bomb for us knowing that like this is not how things should be, especially within the church. Mm. So if you want to learn more about that, look up Calvary Global Networks' leadership statement on racism. And it's been great having that conversation within the church. And we pray that that continues to be a conversation you have in your church. If that's something you're struggling with or you need prayer for, just shoot me or Chris a DM and we'd love to pray for you. And even like, listen to you if there's some frustrations and don't give up, don't give up on your community. Like the Lord has placed you in your church community. If you're a person of color that you feel like maybe it's hard ground in this area Like the Lord has placed you there to maybe stir something up and start a revival. Heavy, but heavy things. Whoa! What's next? Here are some questions that you guys asked us on Instagram, and if this if this works out, kind of cool. Maybe we'll just keep asking you guys to send us more questions.
1: So question number one, what are your favorite things to do together? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this, I guess having a conversation.
0: And what I mean by nothing is not that I don't like to do anything with Chris. It's like, sometimes we just sit and do sit sit and nothing, do nothing.
1: <laughs> or just have full on conversations. I think like, convers- I mean, this is our conversations is what birthed us to do this, the podcast, podcast which we do enjoy having with each other.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's fun. Watching
0: movies. We're movie buffs. Yes. We talk about movies at length. We do. We also talk about traveling because we can't afford yeah. to do it. So we'll just talk about it. And in this
1: particular case, we can't travel. It's not safe.
0: <laughs> no one's allowed to, to travel. To travel unless you're like super rich and have a private jet or yeah. whatever. Like Beyonce in Croatia the other week. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: It was her birthday. She was allowed. <laughs> She was allowed. She's Beyonce. She's been permitted. She can go to Croatia. If she
1: can go to Croatia. I want to go to Croatia. Well, that must
0: be nice. We also love to serve together. We do. We've been in ministry together for a long time. <gasps> ten years? Nine. Nine. Years? Next year will be ten. twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, because two thousand eleven. We do most things together, but we, do we also most things together. we both acknowledge that we also need time apart, and we're not ever attached at the hip. Yeah, <laughs> or we're also not um, offended if we're like, oh, I kind of just want to chill at home. At home, and it's like, oh yeah, it's totally fine. It's not like so you hate me. <laughs> if there's one favorite thing that we like to do
1: together, maybe just chatting. We have really good conversations. We
0: do, and people listen in, which is which I think. Is Strange. (laughs) Which is the seeds for a podcast.
1: Right. So that's fun.
0: Please keep listening to us. (laughs) And if you have listened to us,
1: thank you so much. I don't know why you're listening to us.
0: (laughs) Please listen to us, but also why. Why? (laughs) Thank you. But why?
1: It's so weird. We actually, side note, we actually met someone who was a legitimate fan of the podcast recently. That we never met. That we've never met, but we met them. It was so like what i was like what why so shout out to you girl love you Don't we love you number two how do you deal with fights and
0: disagreements A slash how do you fight well how did those word it it was hilarious
1: um i.e throwing hands how do you
0: throw hands <laughs> how do you throw hands that so you do you just put gloves on and then you and just, you go just at. the first person to bleed is out <laughs> no touching of the hair or face or face none of the money makers are allowed my face is my job (laughs) (laughs) oh for real though fights and disagreements well first i determine if it's just me being stupid because you know sometimes your brain is like fight them (laughs) it's true and then it's not real and if you're like they said this to me or they looked at me a certain way they um they texted and used the period
1: and not an exclamation mark or an emoji.
0: Yeah. And then sometimes it's just my, it's literally just my own brain or the enemy or Satan just being a tool bag and being like, hey, this person hates your guts. You should probably fight them. <laughs> so determine that first. Like, is this just you being crazy? Right. Or if it's legit, I mean, it could also be a real reason why you're, maybe you're insecure or whatever. And then it's okay to ask your friend like, hey, so this was weird. Are we okay? What was the deal? And then 95% of the time, it's like, whoa, I did not mean it like that. Like, I oh, why? Wait,
1: I said that? I said
0: that? <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. So yeah. it starts with you and your own heart. Like, maybe this is coming from something else. I'm the personality that runs from
1: disagreements and <laughs> fights. But that's because normally, I I don't know. I'm, I'm also the personality that goes, I suck. Like yeah. I did something wrong, and so I beat myself up already for the person. <laughs> like if you're gonna fight me, like let me beat myself up for you because I'm already doing that already. But I can't say that that's very healthy. So I would have definitely go with what Faith said. It's just <laughs> realizing, you know, realizing like yeah, like like a self evaluation. Like okay, did did that was that just weird is the enemy just trying to mess with the me and this person or the, our friendship yeah. or um, a lot of the times, especially in ministry, the question is, um, is there something that we're doing soon that is going to be spiritually heavy? And then normally the question is, if that is a yes, yes then you just go, you know what? The devil's just being a douchebag. <laughs>
0: exactly. There are times where, like where Chris and I are about to serve maybe at a, at a camp. Yep. And for some reason, like, why am I so irritated? Not necessarily with Krista, but just in just general. Just in general. And then, like, we're, like, short with each other, but we don't mean to be. We also don't take it personally because it kind of feels good to be, like, short with someone so- <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. And then you're we're like, why, work mode. why do I sound like a douchebag? And then you realize, like, there's a, just warfare leading up to an event that's yeah. probably going to be a massive spiritual breakthrough for a lot of people. And, and Satan super hates that. And he wants to just <laughs> screw with your brain and then... And you're like, oh, this is warfare. I get it. Yeah.
1: And at the same time, too, like if if your friendship is with another believer. Yeah. A lot of the times is if you do feel like something's weird, I sometimes just have to trust that person's relationship with the Lord in that the Lord might just deal with them privately. Like, I don't have to. I don't really have to intervene unless like unless something really goes on and it gets like hostile or weird or if it's like blatant sin where you see it and you're like "Uh oh gotta call that out call that out but other than that like uh, and this is not us trying to like just dodge a fight or a disagreement Mm -hmm. a lot of those first steps is like okay number one i trust my friends walk with the lord if something's actually off i'm gonna trust that she's gonna go to the Lord about this, yeah. or the Lord's gonna reveal it to her, like, "Hey, you're being a little weird," or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And vice versa, kind of like what Faith said from the very beginning, like, just evaluate, like, "Am I just being a little weird right now? Am I just in a weird headspace? Am I stressed out?" Yeah, like all these things can cause you to not have to really go there. Yeah, and at the same time, if you don't have to fight, why fight?
0: Why do you like that? I, I don't don't like, like that i don't like I it i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it so if you do have to eventually engage with someone because maybe you're at a not physically still, not physically but i mean <laughs> if you have to, my only
1: never mind <laughs> my only thing with physical violence is like if you're trying to protect yourself
0: just book it <laughs> Or like throw hands and then book it. <laughs> I'm like the opposite. I'm like if you want to fight and that'll help, then let's go for it. But I'm not confrontational. I'm saying like if okay, if you have to engage, you do have to approach in humility. I always joke around about fighting, but I'm really not that. I'm I am I am a I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I do come across like I am a fighter. But I honestly feel sad first because I'm like the fact that it's come to this point where now we actually need to talk about it. That sucks. Makes me really sad because it's like, wow, there was something maybe on either end that we couldn't sort out with the Lord privately that now like we have to actually clear the air, which is good. Clearing the air is good. That's something my mom always taught me because my mom's perfect. Cause she's like, <laughs> you have to clear the air. You need like, God is your defense. Yes. But also if there's truth to either end, that's going to come out. And You have to have humility to accept that maybe you actually hurt this person and not knowing that you hurt this person. Or have humility to even be like, hey, this hurt me, you know, and be that person to bring that up. And it's okay to voice hurt even though you feel like maybe they didn't mean it. But just to let them know, it's like when you said this, this was kind of weird to me. Right. But if you're really good friends, hopefully you have a good foundation that conversations like this can happen.
1: It's a growing point for everyone, guys. Yes. Just do
0: it. Just don't assume that everyone hates you. Right. When you assume that everyone hates you, then you're going to like want to fight everyone. And then <laughs> it's just weird. And then you won't have friends.
1: And then you'll have weird ears. <laughs> like mm. most
0: boxers. Like what?
1: <laughs> like, you know how boxers have weird ears because they are oh. been punched so much? What are those called?
0: Popcorn ears? Yes. Is that what it's called? Such weird ears. I'm literally Googling it right now. What is it
1: cauliflower ears? Cauliflower ears?
0: Broccoli ears. (laughs) ears. What? Boxer ears. Is it called? Is it cauliflower ears? Oh, maybe it's cauliflower ears. Oh, I don't want to Google it because it'll come out as a picture. Yep, yep, there it it is. Is it cauliflower Cauliflower ears? ears.
1: What did I say? Popcorn? (laughs) (laughs) I followed it with broccoli, so i was like it's we sort were veggies we're in the realm, the realm. of anyway various that was so crops <laughs> wow where were we i don't even know anyways question number three what are some tips and tricks for maintaining long distance and long-term
0: friendships ah this is a good one this is a very third culture question yes praise the lord for social media because now there are means for you to actually connect with each other. Back in the day, you just kind of like, well, <laughs> bye. I'm
1: moving. So um, keep a picture of you. to Remember what you look yeah. like.
0: <laughs> look at, at this you, photograph.
1: At you being seven and me being seven. <laughs> <laughs> you may
0: look different in 15 years, but who knows? We were best friends riding on a camel and now I'll never see you again
1: this is you flicking a leech off my neck (laughs) (laughs) like that was it that was your only choice and potentially swap addresses but then when you're moving yeah you don't know what your address is when you're eight you don't know
0: (laughs) so you're like see you never (laughs) yes so i guess practical advice for today's age it's okay to have social media it's okay like email each other that'd be really cool long distance friendships are maintained by the amount that you've invested while you were together. Because it's totally okay to have, like we talked about in our last episode, like what Chris said, seasonal friends, where you just have a friend for that season that you were there. And that's totally fine. Not that you're like, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> we're still friends. We're just not like talking as often as we used to. But upkeeping that is totally fine. Like social media is great. It's, it's a tool to use to stay connected. And that's totally fine. You can even just let... You keep people into your life on social media. You don't have to post everything for the world. But if you're that kind of person, like, that's totally cool, too. That's how I found a lot of my old classmates is through social media because they had public accounts and I was able to search for their name. And social media is fine if that's your thing.
1: And a lot of that, too, is intentionality. Like, I know with some of these long distance friends that may have some of them may have been seasonal friends, quote unquote, you know, but... Sometimes they honestly just come up in remembrance and yeah. right there and then I have to take I have to make the very intentional decision to just text them if I have their number I literally just send hey thinking of you you crossed my mind today and normally that sparks up like a, just a very brief update of each other and it's still so sweet and sometimes that's it. Or even just like the question, like, how can I be praying for you? Yeah. Like, I, I thought of you today like, or like a memory came up today or I saw something that reminded me of that time we were in college and whatever, you know. And and those things are super sweet because when I receive them, I it always blesses my heart. And so I kind of try to reciprocate that. And um, but yeah, it, it doesn't have to be super, super planned out. It could be as organic as as it comes you know when they cross your mind or you ate something that you remember eating with them at one point or whatever so especially like what faith was saying especially with long-term friends a lot of that like we said also from our episode it's like pulling from the well that of the investment that you had when you were close proximity to one another
0: just also be secure in who you are as a person because like i think about whitney who's in Korea right now. (laughs) And this is technically a long distance friendship. But of course, we have a very deep, deep well of friendship that we draw from with her. But also, I'm not sad or but hurt if she doesn't talk to me every single day. You know, you understand, like, oh, I'm a fully formed person. You're also a person. You have a life in a different time zone entirely. In a different continent entirely. Yeah. I think, was it yesterday that we texted back and forth on our thread? <laughs> yes. About Zoom calls and, like, the frustrations of Zoom calls. Especially her being a teacher. Her being a teacher, and she teaches English. And then there's us who are in ministry with people <laughs> on Zoom. So it's, it's funny to talk about. We... Maybe for a couple hours, like, we just went back and forth on this thread. And, yeah, so just be secure in your friendship, too, where, like, oh, they didn't text me today. Or they didn't text me for a couple weeks. That doesn't mean that you weren't friends ever. You know, that could just be because of life happening. Right.
1: Question number four. Do you ever feel like you failed your friend? Yes. Yeah, all the time.
0: (laughs) All the time. Again, it's one of those things where you have to examine yourself before the Lord because... One thing that the enemy likes to do is just to isolate you and just like, yeah, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably be alone forever.
1: That's also really sobering to kind of just come to terms with the fact that you're not going to satisfy everything that your friend might need. That's true. You know, and um and that's okay.
0: And that's not on you. And that's not on you. Oh,
1: that sucks. You know what I mean? Like that really isn't yeah. on you. And because and that's you, codependence. It is, and it it can be. It can become something very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been you know exposed to that kind of friendship in the past, and it's, and it is very. Again, it's such a a very heavy burden to carry around because you do want to do well for that person as a friend. Mm-hmm. But you like you're not Jesus <laughs> like no. like I can't satisfy every every part you know and and that the reality like all I can do for that person is to just simply be available when I'm available and and that's and that's it. There will be times in your lifetime that you will fail some of the closest people to you. Um, but guess what? Great grace covers that. God's grace will cover your friend that you've failed. I think we need to not fear it so much i'm not saying like go deliberately fail your friends left and right but like don't fear it to the point that it it turns you into something else other than a friend if that makes any sense
0: what people define as failing as a friend is mostly because of our own expectations that we place upon our friends right because me telling you and you were like hey let's hang out today and me being like oh i kind of want to be alone some people may think that's me failing you as a friend. Oh, she didn't want to hang out with me. She wanted to be alone. That's probably because she doesn't want to be with me. That's not real. That's mostly because, you know, maybe there's a boundary there that like, I'm really tired, like, and I actually do need to be alone. That's not because I don't like you as a friend, you know, so people have expectations. So that's where their definition of failure comes in. So like, I love that you said that, that We're not Jesus to each other. Like we can be Christ-like to each other, but I'm not the one to satisfy your deepest need and affections, like in longings. You know, that's what Christ is for. I'm not Jesus to you. You're not Jesus to me. Jesus is Jesus to us. So if even if we can't be with each other 24-7, that's totally fine. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Boundaries. Boundaries are healthy to have even amongst your closest friends. And we need to stop Saying oh they're not a very good friend because they don't they always just want to be alone or or I'm never invited to things you know there's there's a certain point where you're like okay maybe you're let down because you place an expectation on your friendship that isn't realistic to who they are as a person and how they function and there's maybe some unhealthy traces of codependence that you need to deal with before the Lord we do feel like we fail each other sometimes just because we can't always be with each other all the time but I think from being friends for as long as we have, we've learned that I'm not failing you by telling, you know, by having my own life.
1: <laughs> I'm a I'm another person. People are different. Sometimes um, I would decline or I can't make it to something. And then I find out later that that person had an awful, awful day or they just mm-hmm. were in the right place. And then and then immediately I'm filled with failure because I'm like, I should have been there for that yeah. person. Blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> but even that I have to trust that the Lord could do those things that I think I could have done for that person. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, Lord, you know what? There is a reason why I wasn't there. It may be because you're dealing with my friend very closely and privately and deeply with whatever she was or he was going through. In, in Christ, I'm already overflowing yes. in satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else comes as a blessing, you know. And so, and it and it tends to ground my expectations a little bit better. Totally to be like, you know what? I need to chill. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you need know, to relax on this. I'm not so. Jesus to this person, right? Yeah, and I can't save this person. I can't satisfy mm-hmm. this person, but. I can be a blessing to them. Exactly. So question number five, being in the church,
1: we are called to love one another as ourselves. In parentheses, super sacrificial and very cross bearing. Yes. But how do you go about loving someone that you physically can't tolerate to be around? Yes. I know I feel bad saying it, but I feel like I'm not the only one who feels this way. You just don't like like a person, but you don't want to be exclusive. But also, you just can't stand them. LOL. (laughs) Where's the line and what's the balance? Absolutely fabulous question. I don't want to answer it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) It's the worst question ever. Next question. Next question. We we just wanted to get it out there. You guys answer it. (laughs) Fill in
0: the blanks. Send in your answers. (laughs) Send in your answers. So Um, the question is... How to love someone you can't tolerate to be around. Like you're just like so annoyed by this person, right? Yes, that's that's pretty much like... How do I... You can't physically be around them. So like how do I be a friend to them or how do I like love them? How how do you love as we
1: are called to love? How do you love that person when in reality you can't tolerate them? You can't be around them. Mm. Like you're being honest
0: Ah. but also trying to be Christ-like at the same time. You really need to self-examine yourself examine yourself (laughs) what what about this person is annoying because it could it could be something like they eat apples and i have like this fear of the sound (laughs) of apples apples. being eaten or is it like a character thing something that you actually do need to address as a person maybe that person is rude and you can't tolerate a rude person so you just would rather avoid them but if they're a brother or sister in christ maybe that's something that god is calling to your attention for you to address or pray over and then address with them in a loving and humble way But then also like, what if they're just like annoying and personality wise, there's just a clash there, you know, can you love that person? Obviously the answer is yes, because according to Jesus, you're supposed to even like love your enemies. Oh, really great quote by John Tyson in his book, Beautiful Resistance. I'm butchering this paraphrase, (laughs) but he says that Christians are called to love their enemies. And when they love their enemies, they become neighbors, And there's no more enemies left. You just have neighbors. So even if you wage war against someone who eats an apple weird, like, (laughs) or like, this is just like a light way of going about this answer. But like, you know, you love them and they're... and for some reason they're an enemy to you but they become your neighbor because you love them you know so maybe you can address those things and you find a way around it but of course if there's a character moment and it's something where they're just really rude or or insensitive or the way they talk is maybe not very christ-like or not very empathetic or compassionate maybe that's something you can bring up with them in a very loving way and Die to yourself, right? Because sometimes I just need to die to myself to the fact that I don't like the sound of people eating apples. And I just need to get over myself. <laughs> if we're going to be honest, I think every single one
1: of us can think of that one person who's been in our life, either b- whether current or past not future because that's weird (laughs) yes i will foresee that i won't like you (laughs) you know um we all have someone coming to our brains to our brains right now and we feel guilty Guilty. (laughs) but at the same time like i i feel like even that could really be turned to like lord maybe there is something that needs to be addressed in my own heart yes to as to why this person
0: just you know, triggers or pushes a certain button in my life. Because maybe the Lord's using them, them to push that button that maybe is not okay with me.
1: Not a button he designed to put there, you yes. know? One of our staff members gave a devo at one of our staff uh, meetings the other week, and it was pre- predominantly just about, you know, being, being the body of Christ, how we need each other. yeah. And sometimes we put barriers or weird Requirements as to who can mm. pour into us Ooh. and vice versa. Yeah, you know, and and I think about people like this. You know, people that, especially like within the body of Christ, sometimes are are you know those intolerable quote unquote in our lives. What if the Lord uses them in your life to sanctify to you. sanctify you yeah. or like bless you even? How humiliating! Which is great because humility is a good thing for us to kind of take on. From time to time, you know, but it'd be very, very humbling to be blessed by this person, you know. And so I think there's definitely a, a place and a position where we need to kind of posture ourselves to be humbled by the Lord and, and, and be taught by the Lord in the midst of this to be softened, maybe by yeah. the Lord. Um, and not only that, like consider your witness as well. You know, like it, it, the Bible is very, very uh, straightforward that the world will know us by the way we love one another, yeah. you know, and, and there is an aspect of that, that is not a suggestion, you know, like it's, it's a part of what we are as a body and as the the salt and light of this world. Right. And so I think there's definitely, mind you, I'm not, I'm saying this so easily, but it's not an easy thing to practice as a person to kind of really dig deep and be like, Lord, if you need to excavate some things out of my heart, um, number one, I, are you willing? <laughs> you know, are mm-hmm. you willing to sometimes face some of the, those ugly realities that this person just bothers the heck out of me and I don't know why? Yeah. Um, and then being able to enter into confession and so, and I truly believe that, that confession heals, yes. you know? And so even being able to say like, this person bothers me because A, B, C, and D, Lord, forgive me change my heart, soften my heart for this person. And then um, I know in some some particular um, interactions I've had in the past, I have seen the Lord faithful in that and that he did soften me towards that person or now it wasn't this intolerable interaction anymore. I'm kind of like, now I have a bit of an understanding and the Lord's changed my heart. It was humiliating to be changed or softened, you know, but at the same time, I think it's a practice that we need to, be willing to step into
0: you're not a perfect person right i'm not a perfect person that was awful that's so bad (laughs) but you know it's maybe you're annoying to someone too (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay i think about that all the time i'm like i bet i am annoying to this person and (laughs) and that's maybe you're intolerable to someone else and that's it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. Like maybe you are a chisel in the hand of God in someone else's life in a sense. Yes. Well. What are things you wish you could say to distant friends?
1: You've the ones that you've known but aren't close to right now.
0: Oh, and this question is from Sarah Holiday. Oh, Holiday, Holiday. I really want her on this podcast. Yeah. She has the most soothing NPR voice. She, and I mean that in like a good way, not like in a weird way. <laughs> not like, thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, things you wish you could say to those who are distant um people you've known but are not close to right now
0: oh like old friends uh, old friends this is gonna make me sad <laughs> no
1: why did we end on this question bad choice because <laughs> milk
0: was a bad milk choice. was a bad choice oh mm-hmm. man um what would you say krista that i remember you do you remember me
1: i re- <laughs> totally remember you i'm I'm a six. (laughs) And so I almost remember everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I might not be someone you remember. But guess what? I remember you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and yeah, I remember you. And you do you you cross my mind. I apologize for not taking more action when you cross my mind. But I do remember you and I think about you. And when I think about you, 80% 82% of the time, I just shoot a prayer for you mm-hmm. wherever you are, whoever you may be.
0: That's so nice. So um but yeah. Yeah. I same. I remember everyone because I I feel I feel a lot of feelings. Um <laughs> and I when I think about someone I I I have an emotion a lot of times assigned to people in my life that have been a part of my life in one way or another and I think about all my friends and the friends we've made overseas living in all these different countries because that's home to you. People are your home when you're a third culture kid. There's, it's hard to, I don't know, it's hard to see it any other way. So when you think about those different countries that you lived in, you just think about the people. Of course, you think about the culture. That's always great. But you also think about the other people who are also trying to assimilate into this culture. And are, you're just figuring crap out together. You don't know what you're doing. And you're like nine years old. and They're like Conrad's. Yes, I'm in this Arabic class. And you're like Canadian. And I'm this Filipino-American. <laughs> We're just looking at each other like, I don't, I don't understand anything. I don't know how this. I'm thankful. I want to say thank you to everyone who's you know ever been it's almost like an award show like i want to thank god <laughs> I wanna thank my friends i want to thank all my friends for getting me here but that <laughs> you think about that like there, there are seasons in your life with these people that really shape you right. and you pray to god that you've been used to shape them for better it's crazy you know that our lives and are made up of chapters filled with people and then you're also just a chapter in someone else's life <laughs> yeah whether you're like I think about that all the time like when I'm walking down the street and I and I even just people I don't know and I'm just like that's a whole person with a whole other life with a whole other group of people involved in their life shaping them and then God loves them fully attached yep yep it's insane you know so I thank you whether whether you um <laughs> contributed to the good or the bad of my life <laughs> I just want to thank you to all my lovers and my haters <laughs>
1: For those who poured into me, thank you for pouring into me, and for those who hated me, thanks for making me tough. <laughs> what or doesn't kill you makes it stronger. stronger. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh, another thing. Um, another thing to tell my friends who are from afar who've known me, but I'm still alive. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still around. Um, so that's a big thing. I'm always like, I wonder if people wonder if I'm still around or not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I mean. That's weird. But
0: No, yes. I think about that too because okay, that's the only reason why on social media I still have a Margot. Just yeah, that's why I have my last name, my my maiden name yeah. still in there. So just so that people can, can find, find me. me. That's the thing about third culture kids. It's like, uh, I wanna kinda keep that name that people knew me as when I was younger. So maybe maybe we can reconnect.
1: It's so funny. Anyway,
0: so yeah, so that kind of ends our question
1: segment that was our last so to all those people that we thank you did know and not so close to right now is yes we we remember we love you thank you do you You, remember me uh, do you remember do you remember me remember me. me i i feel like um i am for some people Um, I'm in that chapter of, I once did ballet. (laughs) Same. I was in jazz. (laughs) I was like, I'm a part of, I'm a part (laughs) of that chapter. Like I once, I once did ballet and there was this girl (laughs) at my ballet class named, Patricia, she Patty, was dark. She was very dark. I love You it. know, and so I, feel, I, I oh, think about no. that. I'm like, I'm in oh, someone's. Man. I I once did ballet chapter, which is really strange. Anyway,
0: I, I had a, just had a flashback just now because I was in jazz for like four or five years, right? And that was an embarrassing time. But I, I still love dance, obviously. But. Like, do you remember me? We were in jazz class together. We danced to "I Need a Hero," um, and it was a Cinderella production that our dance instructor put together. Wait, "I Need a Hero" from like I the Shrek. I need a hero. Yeah, the Shrek. Movies. Yes, and it was it was Cinderella needing That's... a hero, and we were the back of dancers. We were just Shut like raindrops. Up. Wait, what? <laughs> you were dressed up as raindrops. Well, it's like it's like our dresses looked like raindrops, oh. but it was really scandalous because in Abu Dhabi you can't show your shoulders or your knees. But we did it anyway, uh, and we were like, you little, little hoochies. <laughs> <laughs> you little hoochies. You little hoochies. It was crazy. It Anyways.
1: All right. This is our closing segment. That was kind of... That was fun. So, on to our... I love that for I you. I love that for
0: you. This is... <laughs> is that our, is is that that our that jingle? Is I love that, that for, for you. you. Um, yeah. So, so, what are you into right now?
1: I... I'm so. I gotta pull it up because I'm a. I'm a tad. Okay, well, I'm up. a tad obsessed. Um, a friend of ours, um, introduced me to a podcast. Most podcasts, like our podcast, is about 40, 45 minutes max, tops. Yes.
0: I, I don't think, know about this episode. Well, this <laughs> one's really long.
1: Sorry, but you know, some some of the episodes that I have listened to in the past, maybe the longest is like an hour and a half. Right. Right. This one. His podcast is called Supernova. Um, it's the hardcore his history with yes. Dan Carlin's, awesome. and his podcasts are at the shortest, four hours long. Amazing! And he just covers massive chunks of history. And I haven't turned my TV on in like three days because that's what I've been doing. I've been playing. Um, what do I play? Home Story, yes. um, which is a game. On my iPad and listening to this uh, this podcast, it's awesome. I'm obsessed. I love it. I like love it. Tell say it. I, I love, love that, that for you. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you, Faith? What are you into right now? Oh, snap, I, am, I am into just listening to Jonathan Ogden's worship sessions on YouTube. Really beautiful sessions that I just play in the background when I'm working because I just love that ongoing thread of worship and then the worship songs that he does are not what you would maybe think to do like they're not all hillsong or elevation or bethel or shane and shane or the gettys or anything but they're just songs from his friends that his friends wrote and he's just singing them in a worshipful way and i'm just working and i'm listening half listening and like i'll just catch maybe a line or two of this worship song and i'm just like (laughs) i have to stop and like really think about what he's singing because and actually worship and actually worship <laughs> who am i i'm a worship leader <laughs> so, it's so good so if you want to listen to something that's and his sessions are like 40 minutes 30 to 45 minutes long and it's just a nice little background music for the things so yeah
1: I love that ah. for you. I love it. Thanks. That's, I
0: love it. That's awesome. That's
1: it. That concludes this, this concludes incredibly long this episode. I mean, it's our catch up episode. We haven't done this in a while. It's so. been a
0: minute. This could be two parts. This could be one part. Who knows? Who's to say? Uh, but yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We hope that this pandemic has been kind to you, and if it hasn't, God is kind you know is he not he is praying for
1: strength and endurance for all of us friends keep going don't stop
0: Mm -hmm. believe in (laughs) all right talk to you guys later